Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1397, air date February 11th, 2024. We have to fight everywhere we go, man. Oh, I know. Everywhere we go, we have to fight for the rights we already have. Trump doesn't fucking have to do that. He's never had to fight for anything. He's a scumbag. Booby Kennedy has never had to do that. Okay? Vivek the Snake has never had to do that. Biden has never had to do that. The sound coming through? We'll see yep. Gabbard. None of these people have to fight. Bernie Sanders, another fucking doofus. None of these people have ever had to fight for anything. They all cheat. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dr. Shiva, presidential candidate, MIT PhD. How's it going, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I uh, I don't know if you knew what you stepped into here, but uh, I've seen that you you can handle yourself, and you've you've been on a lot of streams. I was was a little dis, uh, discouraged with a, a stream you did about a week ago with some young men that were trying to get you with a bunch of gotchas, um, but you handled it well. And uh, so, so I was like, okay, this is going to be a great interview. Um, first of all, if you wouldn't mind, would you uh, um, give everybody a quick bio and, and, and maybe the reason why you're running for president? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, there's sort of a long bio. The short of it is that, you know, everything I've been involved in has actually been creating and delivering solutions. None of these people running actually know how to, uh, frankly, deliver solutions. What they do is they create problems. Mm -hmm. And they create fake problems. And if they identify any problem, it's always not any real problem. Um, so they don't, uh, they don't have any interest in doing that. What they have interest is in maximizing power, profit, control for the people who fund them or the swarm that they're part of, period. Uh, none of these people up on the stage, none of the people that American people have ever had in recent times uh, come from working people like myself from bottoms up. And this is a fundamental problem. And if you are coming bottoms up, regardless of all your credentials that you have, the entire election system uh, is rigged from not only what I discovered, you know, this is hands-on, when we ran against Elizabeth Warren and here in Massachusetts in the Senate race, we were the first ones to expose these fundamental problems at elections during the election day with the voting machines. But even before that, you know, they make sure that if you are a very, uh, charismatic, articulate, vibrant candidate like myself, they do not give you visibility. The problem they have is we overcame that, you know, about a half a billion people know about us. So that's that's where the election fraud be begins, which Zionist hoodlum that they decide to give visibility to. And the second thing that they do, uh, even after you get visibility, uh, you have to get on the ballot, which means um, in every state in the United States, you have to have you know, a certain number of signatures to get on the ballot, right? And this is very, very important for people to understand is that they make it that both parties don't have to collect signatures to get on the ballot. I mean, anyone who really gets into this realizes how um, it's really the swarm running all of this. 
So again, if you are in the Democrat, if you're the Republican uh, selection or the Democrat selection, you don't have to go collect signatures to get on the ballot. So for example, in Utah, you have to collect a thousand signatures. Um, I don't know where you are, but if you're in Florida or Texas, you have to collect about 140,000 signatures. Okay. I'm in California. So that's you're in California. So 250,000 signatures. Yes. To get your name on the ballot. All right. So Republican and Democrats do not need to do that. Um, if you are truly a real independent like myself, we actually have volunteers. Americans, working people, we have to teach them how to collect signatures. And when they go try to collect signatures, they face store managers and the police who tell them you can't collect signatures in front of a store, even though there have been multiple court rulings says you can. Now, Booby fucking Kennedy doesn't play. He cheats. All these people cheat. He goes and raises 15, 17 million dollars begging. He's a beggar, even though he's a billion dollar trust fund kid and people give him money. So he goes, hires signature vendors. You see, so he's not doing the spirit of what this was all about. You're supposed to go bottoms up. You have mm -hmm. to have support. So everyone, if they realize it, and then if you overcome the visibility and you overcome the ballot access, then they make sure you don't get on the a debate stage, even though you're a legitimate bona fide candidate. And then even if you overcome that and you actually win the election, then they have the ability to flip the election to the voting <laughs> machines. So you see, yeah. this is not for Americans, working people. This is designed for the 0.001%. And everything you see on TV about, you know, fucking Trump or Haley or this bogus dialectic that they have, Trump versus Biden, is all theatrics. Yes. It's all theater. And this is what people need to understand. And that's what our movement is doing. So I'm running because, you know, um, the American people actually deserve working people like me who came bottoms up with their president who actually knows how to solve problems and cares for them. These people don't give a fuck about the American people. They're anti-American. They're anti-patriotic. Frankly, they're anti-America. They love Israel, though. Yeah. So so let me. Let me put this in context so you and I can have a good conversation. So I'm of a certain age. I'm 56 years old, so I've been around close to as long as you have. And um, I was a working stiff. So first of all, I was a Marine. So I spent my time in the Marine Corps getting out of high school. I grew up in Inglewood, California, which is the hood. Yep. Um, so I grew up in a, in a hood neighborhood, became a Marine to get out of that, uh, got out. Uh, spent my most of my young adult life as a drug addict living under the bridge. Uh, pulled myself out of the ashes of that and uh, became a blue-collared worker uh, close to my 30s and spent 30 years out there in the field um, putting my boots on in the dark in the morning and taking them off at the dark at night and raised a family, bought a house, lived in California my whole life doing that, keeping mama home so that uh, uh, I can raise like the, uh, the family I wanted to raise. And all I saw was my, my grandfather had a pension. He was a Marine also, worked in the uh, aerospace industry out here, did pretty decent. Um, obviously, it wasn't aerospace when he first started, but that's what his company ended up turning into. Watched my father, a machinist, uh, worked his life away, and he ended up with less of a pension than my grandfather did. And he ended up um, poorer than my grandfather. Um, I'm not gonna say he was a poor man, but he didn't, he didn't really do as well as I thought he should have for all the years of work that he put in. And then I started working and about halfway through my career, 
I noticed that my production was getting more valuable and more valuable to my employer. I was watching them buy more and more fancy cars and going on trips. And I was losing ground. Uh, my 401k looked like a 104k. There was no pension, of course. Um, I was having to jump job to job, company to company to try and make ends meet, to try and get that raise, to try and get better myself. And I realized that I wasn't going to have a pot to piss in because this system wasn't designed for a guy like me. And so I became an entrepreneur on the side, worked for, you know, anywhere from 40 to 60 hours, 80 hours a week, um, and did stuff on the side to try and better my family's life. Found crypto, luckily. Um, all of my businesses helped, but they weren't super successful uh, because I was a working stiff. I had to work constantly in order for us to survive. So I look at this whole political structure and I've never sat on any side of any political fence. I've been the working guy that has been like just discouraged, dismayed and bewildered by what was going on out there. And I started looking into why that was so. What was it that was causing that? And, and I found that our political system, like you said, I lost my power in it. Me and my peers lost our power in it. And mostly recently because of one thing. Now, they've been working on this for years and decades. But then Citizens United came out. And when Citizens United came out, we all got screwed. And that meant that money was speech, money was power, and that there was nothing. It we were already on a two-party system where they were just shoving this stuff down our throats. And we were eating it and drinking it, you know, willingly. And now with Citizens United, there was no turning back. You were done. We are done as people trying to change our system. What is your take on all that? How do you think that we as people can find somebody like yourself and vote for him and make it happen with Citizens United in the way? And I mean, do we have to try and figure out a way to get the people the power or, or, or do we try and get a constitutional amendment to change that? Well, look, first of all, we need to uh, um, recognize that anything that working people have, anything, Roy, right, anything that they have, um, has not come from government. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing, okay? Anything people have has not been given, bequeathed to you by government. It has come from fighting people collectively organizing. The elites always are against us collectively organizing. You know, they say we're against collectivism. This mm. stupid idiot Millet, the speech that he gave and you know, the Argentinian fool, right? Who was basically put in power by Zionism and the United States. Um, and he gave a speech at, uh, what is it? The uh, WEF. And if you watch his foolish speech with the other fool Elon Musk promotes, He's saying, oh, my God, isn't this amazing? This is the future. And Millet is basically talking about, oh, you know, the future, you know, the world has grown from free market capitalism. And, um, you know, uh, we don't believe in collectivism, da, 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 da. And if you really look at it, the swarm, the 0.001%, they're the most collectivist. They do not practice free market capitalism. What they practice is a monopoly state capitalism that's for them. So first of all, you realize that everything he's said in that speech is just bullshit. 
And so they want collectivism for the few, but not collectivism among us. <laughs> exactly. Right? So what you realize is if you look back at history, the late 1800s and 1900s globally, during the transition from the agriculture era to the industrial era, people started organizing collectively, decentrally, independent of top-down unions. And those movements scared the shit out of the elites. Yeah, and they gunned those people down. And we don't even look at that today. Those people were literally fighting for regular people's rights and were exactly. gunned down and 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 well they were hanged in 1886 the fact that they did that is like today it's shoved off like oh yeah the unionism and and the uh, yeah the, bottoms uh, up union so right yeah so bottom up union. The, not, yeah not today's i understand yeah, yeah so in 1886 in the haymarket incident uh which was during the great mm -hmm. upheaval four american workers were hanged yeah. which was yeah. one of the biggest travesties of justice and in wisconsin Milwaukee, seven workers were shot by the National Guard. These yep. people are just fighting for basic rights, eight-hour work, the elimination of child labor, right? Uh, uh, clean water, right. clean food, infrastructure, all the stuff. And they won those gains. So if you're an American worker and you have Social Security and you have Medicare and you have, you know, basic rights, it came not from Franklin fucking Roosevelt. He was an elitist fucker and a racist scumbag, okay? He really was. And I use these most vitriol terms to describe these people because that's what they deserve because history has brainwashed people on the left and the right to think they're some great people. Yeah, but, like Abraham Lincoln, which I can say all kinds yeah. of horrible things about him and what he's done to my people, the natives. And, right. Uh, yeah. So, so if you look at that period, it was out of that uprisings. There were close to 250 million people participating in 11,000 strikes that working people as the gdp grew between 1900 and 1970 they were rewarded with their wages increasing because they put the fear of god into the elites and in the 1950 uh, this other totally demonic human being uh, joseph mccarthy branded all those movements as communists capital mm -hmm. c communists okay not lowercase c being run out of russia and china etc and he demonized all these American working people. And then at the same time, they got the left to overtake these bottoms up trade unions. The Kennedys, people like the Sanders, um, you know, all those liberal fools. So by the 1970s, there was no movement anymore. The left and the right colluded to make sure we wouldn't build bottoms up movements. And yep. so if you look at the actual data, you can just draw it on a curve between 1900 and 1970. If you look at three lines, one is or three numbers, how many people participated in labor movements? 250 million. How many strikes? 11,000. And you'll find out that everyone's wages grew as GDP grew. Now you compare 1970 till today, we've only had 900 strikes. You've only had 2 million people on the ground and wages have gone down for working people. And so this is a direct correlation when you fight you get what you want. When you don't fight, you get shit. And this is what's happened. So to answer your question, people should, you know, the reason I'm running for office is because I'm the only legitimate candidate who has all the credentials, right? And the ability to actually solve problems, run. I've actually run real companies, not fake companies like this guy, Vivek the Snake, or Trump acting like he's a billionaire. It's all bullshitters. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that, we need someone like us, separate from even me, the working people of the United States, for that matter, the world need us leading us, not them leading us.
Exactly. And so they, they want to make sure we never find our own representatives. And so my running for office, Roy, just like we did in 2018 and 2020, when we ran, we exposed so much of their detailed corruption. It was my election that exposed the election systems, not Trump, not fucking Mike Lindell. They stole our stuff and they made money off of it. All right. It was our election that exposed the backdoor portal into Twitter. Not yeah. fucker Carlson, not Elon Musk. And it's all documented. Okay. It was our election which saved hundreds of millions of people's lives in 2020. We ran the Fire Fauci campaign. We're the ones who educated people on what nutrients to take to support their immune system. So we've already solved and delivered solutions. Now running for president, we're exposing even more stuff. So number one, bottom line is they're all fucking cheaters. They make it very difficult for us, when I mean us working people, to even get on the ballot. And everyone should understand this. And we've already filed multiple lawsuits on this. Okay, and we're going to continue to do that. We're going to win a bunch of them just on uh, civil rights issues. So that's a, that's going to be a victory, right? So the my running for office tells people, look, you have to, first of all, if you want to be part of this, go to Sheba for president and participate. Our movement gives people an opportunity to exercise their citizenship. What does that mean? That means just like you go exercise for your weight, you know, weights to get strong, you go exercise your brain, you go mm -hmm. to school. When you do problems, you have to exercise your citizenship. And that is a that is where you become a true man or a woman in this country. Going out in the middle of the rain and the cold, holding up, you know, a clipboard, right? Saying, hey, would you like to sign to get Dr. Shiva on the ballot? And then the police show up. This is unbelievable. One of our volunteers, electrician, working class guy, goes on on a Sunday, works full time. Police come, handcuff him throw him in the cruiser, strip search him, cavity search him, steal his money. This is in fucking Franklin, Kentucky. Now we're going to win that lawsuit. And then they did it to an 80-year-old woman down in Florida, threw her in jail for two days, and she gets beat up. Hmm. So think about what they're doing. The, by law, you're allowed to collect signatures in front of a retail store during the time of an election. That private property is superseded by the constitutional rights to collect signatures, multiple court rulings, Pruneyard, you know, Glovsky uh, versus Roche brothers, et cetera. But the cops are purposely not trained on this. We shouldn't be having to do that. They shouldn't get a fucking badge unless they know that. So the elites have made it very sure that their minions harass us working people. Now, what I just shared with you, Roy, that happened in front of a Walmart. Now think about what I'm saying. Walmart, multi-billion dollar company, which made hundreds of millions during the pandemic. Who goes to Walmart? American working people. This guy, Nicholas, is an American worker. He's going to visit his neighbors. He gets arrested because the, the police act like they don't know the laws. Now we're going to win that, but think they about what off. we have to do. We have to fight everywhere we go, man. Oh, I know. Everywhere we go, we have to fight for the rights we already have. Trump doesn't fucking have to do that. He's never had to fight for anything. He's a scumbag. Booby Kennedy has never had to do that. Okay, Vivek the snake has never had to do that. Biden has never had to do that. Tulsi nope. Gabbard, none of these people have to fight. Bernie Sanders, another fucking doofus. None of these people have ever had to fight for anything. They all cheat. They're professional fucking cheaters. And that's what people need to understand. So our my running for the first time in American history says, wow, look at this guy. Four degrees from MIT invented the first email system. Right. Started companies bottoms up. No one ever gave me anything like you, man. So why are we 
thinking Trump is going to fucking save us? What did he actually do? He saved Israel. He protects the elites. He saved Big Pharma. He made he didn't help those January 6th people. Nothing. No. The people need to get out of this brainwashing that the white man from above or the black man from above or the brown man from above is going to save you. They're going to do shit for you. Mm. So what we do in our campaign is we tell people, come to our open house every Thursday. It's 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. And when they come to our open house, we tell people, look, be a part of the change. Go get one of these bumper stickers. Put it on the back windshield of your car. It does multiple things. First of all, you're saying you're taking a stand. Number two, when you put this hundred uh, on the back windshield, 100,000 people see it. You become an agent of visibility for you and us. Third, it's a big fuck you. Because when you put this around the local GOP and the Democrats are like, fuck, another fucking bumper sticker. So this is a very defiant thing you can do and very purposeful. The second thing is if you go to Shiva for president, we have these flyers, old school. Remember these, Roy? Yep. 70s, eight, we used to hand out these flyers. <laughs> yeah. and what you see in this flyer, it has a very powerful graph there. That red line that you see starts at 1980, so a little bit fuzzy to today. That red line right here, it is the life expectancy of the U.S. public going downward. And the same curvature is happening to the U.S. So we're identifying a fundamental problem. None of these, these people have been killing you. So if you have a child, son, daughter, your child is going to give shorter than you. Now, who's causing this? I call it the swarm. You can go learn about it. And then the, the other side of the paper gives you the solution. Our campaign, our movement for Truth, Freedom, Health, where you can understand systems. And we invite you to our open houses every Thursdays. I do two of them. It's almost a 20-hour day, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. We teach people the solution for your health. We teach people the solution for the economy. We teach people the solution for the environment, innovation, education, and governance. You see, we're actually giving people solutions. So my being elected president, we already win by doing this. We're educating an army of people how they fuck with you and how to fight them. We're giving people solutions. Now, my being elected, I've said this before, Roy, what would I do different? You know the White House is corrupt. You know the legislature is corrupt. All of them are corrupt. Well, my winning would be a revolution. But as a part of that revolution, I would do videos like this, Roy, out of the White House. We would continue educating people, but we'd have 8 billion people on. You see what I'm saying? Or more, yeah. whatever the number is, right? So we have to understand the key is a true leader empowers people and doesn't bullshit them. So my running for president wholeheartedly recognizes the challenges, but is there to show people these contradictions. They're not going to do anything for working people except further enslave you by giving you this illusion that they're going to save you. And they have an entire cabal of people 24-7 spending you know, trillions of dollars brainwashing you to think they're going to do something for you from above. It ain't going to happen. All right. So I appreciate, I appreciate the, um, uh, the information and the, 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 basically the commercial and why you're running for president and, and what you're doing and what your organization's doing and solutions are great. Um, I, I talk to normal people all the time. You know, I, I sit down with good human beings um, from either side of the aisle, um, not politically affiliated, whatever. And I sit down with them. We have a good conversation. We agree on about 90% of what the solutions are to fix things. You know, I, I see that in, in, in the humans that are out there wanting this world to be a better place, wanting this country to be a better place. So let's have a discussion about how this is going to happen and what's the reality of it happening. And, and instead of, you know, uh, look, we've seen a, a bazillion 
third party candidates or independents come in and say, hey, I've got this really bitching cool idea. And I've been watching it ever since Ross Perot. Like I was like, right on. We got somebody who's going to talk some shit to everybody else and slap the two party system in the face. Let's watch it. You know, and, and, and candidate after candidate after candidate after candidate has failed, 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 or just created some kind of a, 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 a blocker to the election or a, a spoiler to the election or whatever. We've, we've seen it time and time again. First of all, from what I understand, you're not a U.S. citizen, right? I am a U.S. citizen. Where'd you get that? I mean, I'm sorry. You weren't a, a born in the United States. Yeah, that's irrelevant. Is, is it irrelevant according to Absolutely the rule? Absolutely irrelevant. So people need to learn American history. Explain that to me so that yeah. I can understand where yeah. that's coming so, from. So let's let's go through this. Um, you see, the problem is that people make – this is a fundamental problem, is that mm -hmm. people don't even know what rights they have anymore, Roy. They don't even know they have the First Amendment right. They don't know that they have the right to collect signatures in front of a store. So when a cop comes, they go, okay – and this is what's happened. People become fat, dumb, and flabby in the exercising of their freedoms. Now, if you go back to Article uh, 2, Section 1, Clause 5 of the United States Constitution, which was written in 1787, this piece, okay? The Constitution since then has had multiple amendments, right? 20 mm -hmm. plus new amendments. So, and the Constitution, you can have something in the Constitution, but then the courts, um, rule, right? They set precedents. So yeah. the constitution combined with the history of court precedents is what defines a law at a moment in time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if we go back to article two, section one, clause five of the United States constitution, it lays out the three qualifications for being president, being president, natural born citizen, which is never defined ever, not defined. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, the second is 35, and I think you have to be here, residency requirements like 15 years, okay? And it also says he can be president, he. <laughs> so the founders contemplated only a man can be president. So if you take, if you were to just forget everything that's happened since 1787, and you just took that, you'll say, oh, you will think natural born citizen, and you'll think only he, women cannot be president, right? If you want to take the literal However, what has happened? Something called the 19th Amendment was passed, which gave women voting rights, and it applied the 14th Amendment called the Equal Protection Clause to say women are equal to men, okay? So therefore, any moron knows, oh, if they were to quote Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5, they say women can't run. No, go read the 19th Amendment, right? All right, similarly, the 14th Amendment was passed. It literally says that a naturalized citizen cannot be treated any differently than a born citizen, someone born here. Both are citizens. And, and the reason 14th Amendment was created to make sure you didn't mistreat a Native American or a black person against a white person, right? Mm -hmm. So it's already there. No one has asserted it. Now, even gotcha. more interesting, it gets even more interesting. The, um, the, uh, in, in 2011, in 2011, the, um, the FEC, which is the governing body, FEC stands for Federal Election Commission, in 2011 um, 
clearly stated unequivocally, and this is hard for people to understand, that a naturalized citizen can run for president, which is me. So the, who is the FEC? They are the governing subject matter expert on the issue. So, and they said that I can collect donations, but they said I cannot get presidential matching funds. Okay, so that's the restriction. But I can run and I can collect donations. 2011, now why is this important? Because the courts, by a whole nother body of law called agency deference, have to always get, defer to the subject matter expert, which is FEC. So I can run. If I, if I couldn't, if I wasn't able to run, they wouldn't accept my papers. I filed my FEC reports. They're accepting them. So the FEC acknowledges that I can run to be president. Second issue, can I be president? Mm -hmm. All right. That's the 14th Amendment. Okay. The so 14th Amendment. going to take a Supreme Court look then, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is here's the deal. Um, you know, I've had the number one constitutional lawyer in the country. You can look him up, Paul Clark, who's written like the review case on this. He goes, it's absolutely unconstitutional. It would violate the 14th Amendment. So isn't it fascinating that I have to do all this research? I have to assert it, right? Mm -hmm. Just like we have to assert the fact that we can stand in front of a retail store and collect signatures. Pruneyard was passed in 1980 by the Supreme Court. During an election cycle, if you're collecting signatures, the private property in front of a retailer is superseded by the constitutional rights. Now, these are amazing rulings. That was a very powerful ruling. The problem is the elites purposely do not teach us the gains that were made from mass struggle. You see, they don't want us to even know the rights that we have. So first is people struggle to win these things, like the First Amendment, right? Mm -hmm. And But they don't want to even let us assert our rights. So our campaign is very powerful because we go assert our rights. We demand our rights. We fight for the rights. So if you want to support someone who right now is fighting for you, we're already doing it, Roy. So those are the two things. And if you go to our website, shivaforpresident.com, and you go to the FAQ, we give you all the documents. Further to this, Roy, I actually filed a declaratory relief lawsuit in federal court okay, against Merrick Garland. It's very similar to Brown versus Board of Education, right? The courts ruled a black person could go to a school, public school, mm -hmm. right? These crazy people down south, racist guys, didn't want to do that, right? That lawsuit forced the attorney general to send marshals to escort that black girl to school. Same thing here. Mm -hmm. Working people have a right to have a naturalized citizen or a natural born citizen run. Now, what is natural born? It's never defined. And here's an interesting point. The Marquis de Lafayette, who wasn't born in the United States, who was French born, and all of his heirs, who things his children, his grandchildren, his grandchildren, his grandchildren forever, were deemed natural born citizens by vote. So anyone can please find me what natural born means. It's not defined. Furthermore, okay. the 14th Amendment makes it very clear. The point so, is, I can so run. And uh -huh. I can be president. And so we filed a declaratory relief lawsuit in federal court, forcing Merrick Garland to tell everyone, all the secretaries of state, demanding to tell them that you must, okay, um, to the secretary of state, if you intervene in Dr. Shiva getting on any ballot, that's a violation of the law. 
So we've already preemptively filed a lawsuit. And who wrote that lawsuit? I did. I've used lawyers before, but I do better in federal court when I represent myself. So there you go. So, okay. I'm glad that you've got all your T's crossed and your I's dotted. Um, and you've got a great message. And the American people and, and most Americans, I, I, I believe, I think you've got enough people that would believe in you and what you're saying and would appreciate it and would vote for you for you to win. So how do you get out there and get this message out there? How do you fight this system that you're going to have to fight in order to, to get elected, to get some time? You're not going to be able to get on stage uh, with the Democrats or the Republicans and debate them. They're never going to give you that opportunity. So, so I don't want to say you're just pissing into the wind on this because you're doing the work. You're obviously doing the work. How are you going to win? How are you going? What, what is your plan to take it over the hump? Are you going to continue to do this? Are you going to be here next season? Or are you going to be a one and done? Or what, what are we going to see here? Is there something that you're trying to create outside of your presidential run that's going to create momentum that can take this to the next step that can gather more people? Uh, because look, we're not going to get a constitutional amendment to get rid of Citizens United. They're going to out money you, outgun you, every single time because you're not getting rid of that and they're going to push mainstream bullshit on people with that money and no matter what you say your voice is going to get drowned out because we know that's what's happening right now how are you going to overcome that what are you going to do how are you going to get the people to get behind you and help you to to get this done because we have the same thing going on in here in crypto we've got a better way to do money and we're being drowned out we're being smashed, we're being pushed aside, but we know we have the solutions. I'm a guy that had no chance in hell of retiring and now I'm retired because of cryptocurrencies, because of what it's done, because of real DeFi, because of what we know it does to fix money. And I wanna get that message out to the world, but I'm getting drowned out, I'm getting pushed back by even the crypto community itself and the powers that be that you're going up against. How do we get together? How do we get the people to actually start pushing momentum behind this third party candidate that we've never seen before? Every single cycle, I see it happen. But, and then I see it fizzle off, they go away, and, and we, yeah, so we are let, again. Yeah, let me. So, uh, look, um, let's go back to my history, okay? If you mm -hmm. look at my history since the time I was four years old, you know, I'm 60 now. If you look at that history, you'll see three streams in that history. Number one, someone who's been deeply interested in science, scientific advancement, has become a scientist, got four degrees from MIT, has published in the leading journals, has discovered many things, has been at the highest level of science, okay? Fulbright scholar, you can go through the whole thing. It's on my resume. The next thing is you will see an individual who's been an innovator and an inventor from the invention of email, echo mail, Cytosolve won every major invention award, right, in the Smithsonian, et cetera. And But a third stream you'll see there, Roy, is someone who's been fighting. This is not, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to fight. Oh, I'm saying some anti-establishment shit today to fucking manipulate people like fucker Carlson or Vivek the Snake or all these fuckers. This is very real to me. You know, I grew up in an India which had the caste system. Mm -hmm. I was brutalized by that, my family, directly. I've had to fight that since I was a four-year-old kid. Part of that fighting was understanding revolutionary movements. I started studying everything. When I came to MIT at the age of 17, what did I do? I organized the food service workers. 
I was the one who burned the South African flag on the, uh, on the steps of MIT after I'd led a protest around 5,000 people, okay? And then during my PhD graduation, you know, 10 years later, this is when the United States had invaded Iraq. It wasn't in vogue to protest that. I was the one who took out this huge sign and I said, US out of Iraq. Half the crowd booed me. The other half gave me a standing ovation. You see, I organized many, many protests when Mir Kahana, that Zionist hoodlum who wants to butcher all the Palestinians came. And I can give you many, many examples over here to Brandeis University. I organized one of the biggest protests and we chased him out. When Kissinger came here to the Fletcher School, you know, we organized 10,000 people and we chased him out. You see, so I have been an activist on the ground my entire life. Now, I never believed in electoral politics because in 1984, I saw Jesse Jackson. You see, what I realized as a young kid was you have the establishment. They have the obvious establishment on the left and the right. Like, let's say in the 1984 election, you know, Reagan versus Mondale, right? Or the Clintons versus the Bushes, whoever you have the obvious wings of the establishment. But what I realized was the establishment is very clever. They know people like myself and others who want to build bottoms up movements exist. Real people. So they created the not so obvious establishment. They created the not so obvious establishment, Roy, uh, which was the elements of the establishment which talk anti-establishment on the left and the right to sucker people as fly traps. It's a very imp important dynamic. So you may remember in 84, I don't know how old you were then, probably a couple of years younger than me, a guy called Jesse Jackson 16. on the left builds this movement. Remember the rainbow movement mm -hmm. and all yep. young rainbow coalition. Young yeah. Oh my God. Jesse's saying all the right things. We're going to fight that. Yeah. What does he do at the last minute? He takes all of these people, young people are corralled to him like fly trap and he delivers them to Walter Mondale. Okay. <laughs> you know, the lesser of two evils, yeah. we must, you know, we cannot da da da. And that's been the recurrent part. So I never voted. I never supported any candidate. I was into building movements. And you can see me do that throughout my life. When I went to Indiana Fulbright, you know, two-year Fulbright, I got uh, to do research on integrating Eastern and Western medicine. When I was getting ready to leave, the prime minister of India appointed me to one of the highest positions. I did it as a two-year position to help innovation in India. And I discovered so much corruption there, Roy. I was given a huge bungalow, everything you can imagine. And I exposed corruption in India under death threats. I had to leave India in the middle of night. So wherever I go, man, I fucking Millions fight. of people so suffer every day from painful discomfort and Vision swelling. Cool. But most pain medications come with harsh side effects. And many alternative supplements have little scientific backing. That's why we at Cytosolve created MV25. MV25 was formulated using the Cytosolve Computational Systems Biology Platform, a technology for precision and personalized health invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. This formulation is the result of computing trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions derived from thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers published across four decades by 68 research institutions to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. Hi, I'm Barbara Ann. My hands would cramp up so that I couldn't hold cards or knit or crochet. And they would go like that. Not have to use this. 
when I played cards with my grandkids. And I started taking that MV25. After a bit, I was able to hold cards in my hand. Very, very little cramping, hardly at all anymore. MV25. Hi, my name is Sandy. I'm a Taekwondo instructor. I tore my ACL during Taekwondo. I had a lot of pain and limited mobility. I've been taking the MV25 for about six months now. After the first week, I noticed a big difference. After the second week, almost literally no pain. My name is Jeremy and I suffer from a lower back problem. Hurt my back at work years ago and I can go to the chiropractor, do all kinds of different things and nothing seems to help. And I decided to try MV25. I didn't notice a difference immediately, but within a few days the pain went away and it stayed away. I've continued to take it and even when I do things that I shouldn't do, it seems to go away a lot quicker than it ever did before. MV25 is certified clean, 100% non-GMO, made in America and GMP certified for good manufacturing practices. MV25 25 is Cytosolve optimized, which means that this formula has been engineered to maximize benefits while minimizing toxicity based on current research curated by Cytosolve. As the science advances, so will this formulation. This is our promise. Order online at mv25.life. Consult your doctor before taking any supplement or medication and use as directed. MV25. There. Roy, I was given a huge bungalow, everything you can imagine, and I exposed corruption in India. Under death threats, I had to leave India in the middle of night. So wherever I go, man, I fucking fight. So I, bitchin' cool, bitchin' cool, Doctor. No, no, let me let me finish. So what I'm saying is, but throughout this process, I never believed in the electoral process. Mm-hmm. However, what I realized was that the elites own the 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 stage. Okay, mm-hmm. they own the stage. There's a very famous revolutionary said, when the you know when the master plays music, the peasants dance. Okay, they take advantage of the music. So every two to four years, they create these things called elections. We all know their selections, Roy. Okay, mm-hmm. so my running is a part of building this larger movement for truth, freedom, health. And what's now happened is a half a billion people throughout the world know about our movement. We have a half a million, about 300,000 people in the United States, people of all backgrounds, surgeons, hairdressers, and we train them to understand this dynamic, step one. So that's a victory. So we have to define what is a win. To me, what is a win is someone like Crystal Ellis, who used to work for the Bernie campaign, realizing, holy shit, he's full of shit. Dr. Shiva's giving me this dynamic how Bernie is actually created to support the establishment. And I'm going to get on the ground and build this bottoms up movement. Okay. Another example is Chris Bradley. Okay. Out in Indiana was a big Trump supporter and realized the dynamics of Trump. So the people getting over the not so obvious establishment is the win because, because the obvious establishment is easy, Roy, but the not so obvious establishment, if enough people overcome them, it's over for them. And we saw this during the Vietnam war. When the Vietnam War started, most of the hippies who didn't want to be drafted were, were thinking that the Republicans were the warmongers. And mm-hmm. the war never ended. They thought the Democrats were, you know, the, the anti-war party. But it was after the 1968 Chicago Convention where they all got their heads beaten in by the Democrats. <laughs> they said, shit, both parties suck. 
And if you remember when they broke both bo broke from both wings, that's when the war ended in about 16 months. My point is right now, the establishment has people brainwashed because they create the stage. They have the obvious establishment, then they create, you know, these people that owned by them who talk anti-establishment rhetoric. So that is that one of the central things, Roy, that our movement is doing, raising consciousness over that hump. Now, talking about visibility, all right? Go back to 2018. When I ran against Elizabeth Warren, first time mm -hmm. I ran for U.S. Senate, they didn't want to give us any visibility, man. So we came up with a great slogan, only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian, okay? <laughs> against Warren, okay? And we had, I'll show you this, we had these bumpers, these banners everywhere eight foot by, uh, et cetera. Now we got over the visibility hump, right? Remember that they don't want us to get visible in 2020. And we got on the ballot. You know what they did, Roy, they cheated and they didn't let me on the debate stage, even though I had, I was polling it. Uh, I had high visibility numbers. You see, they just cheat. And by the time we filed the lawsuit, the election's over in 2020, we raised 2 million bucks. Mm-hmm in a Republican primary when they only raised 200,000, our Republican opposition. And we got on the ballot during COVID. We collected 25,000 signatures. The opposition can only collect five. And they went to the Secretary of State and redid the rules. So you see, that shows we have, those are all victories because we have bottoms up movement. See, you have to, we measure our victories on our battleground, not on theirs. Then after I got on the ballot, after I got visibility, they canceled all the debates. We won that election, okay? And we proved in court that, you know, that they flipped all the voting machines, et cetera, okay? So, but all of those, Roy, are victories first. You know why? Millions, hundreds of millions of people in the United States said, shit, Dr. Shiva showed us in Michigan how they flip votes. No one knew that, man. They didn't expect an MIT PhD in engineering ever to run for office. So we have to understand what the victories are. We have showed... In hard facts, if you look at the Arizona hearing, the Michigan hearings, wow, they can flip votes. There's a feature on the voting machines called a weighted race feature. So all of these are victories. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I judge our victories by raising consciousness, peeling people away from the not so obvious establishment. And now we have, you know, close to three, 400,000 people. That was even before. What's going to happen in the presidential election? Think about what's going to happen, man. They're not going to put us on the debate stage. You're not going to give us visibility. No. But if no. you go read social media feeds, in spite of their shadow banning, you will see in the last six months, people hitting fucking booby fucking Kennedy. Hey, you fucker, what are you talking about? You know, you're full of shit. Well, he's talking crazy. He's right, talking right, like right. But if, but if you go to 2020, I was the first one to hit Kennedy and I lost 20% mm -hmm. of my followers. Oh, you can't, you can't, you can't, especially then you couldn't hit Kennedy's name back then and not. No, but we did. It, we know? did. But yeah. we, it's taken us three, four years, but we have, I don't have to do it. You see all these people saying you're a fucking Zionist cocksucker. You, 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 you talk about against being against vaccines, yet everyone had to get vaccinated in your home. You're full of shit. That did not happen before, Roy. Mm -hmm. He had control, brainwashed certain segments because his job is to bring the Kennedy people back to the establishment. That's mm -hmm. what Tulsi Gabbard's job is to act like she's anti-war. You see what I'm saying? They've literally have these people and we are breaking all of that psyche and people. All of those are victories, man. Two, three years ago, you wouldn't see that. It is our movement. We take full credit for that. Trump, 
Everyone thought Trump is the savior to the white guys, right? Well, we're the ones who've exposed Trump. We're the ones who've exposed Tulsi Gabbard. And we've been doing this consistently. So now if you go look on Twitter feeds or Facebook feeds, they say, wait a minute, Dr. Shiva's the one who did that. Dr. Shiva exposed that first. So we're winning all this trust. It takes time. We're building a movement. Okay. So the victory So is, you're building a movement this way is what you're saying. You're, you're, you're working building, on building a movement. Because you know that under the system now, under under Citizens United, you don't stand a snowball's chance in hell of beating these folks. How well, do we let's, overcome let's, that? Well, let me let me overcome. Let me just correct your linguistics there. Uh huh. We have to look. I believe that we have. To, what's happened over the last fifty years is our parents should have built a movement like this. Mm -hmm. They didn't because after the seventies, people outsourced their they out literally outsourced their citizenship to these morons from above. Prior mm -hmm. to the 70s, the people came back from World War II or fighters, man. They mm -hmm. built, they were the ones who built this country. After the 70s, consolidation took place at every level, healthcare, academia, you can go down the list. Education, that's when the DOE, Department of Education gets created. So we outsourced our citizenship. The reform party you referred to that George, um, sorry, uh, Ross Perot Ross. was part of. Mm -hmm. So Trump was part of that. Uh, Jesse yep. Jackson was part of that. They were like the not so obvious fake anti-establishment people. They're mm -hmm. not talking what I'm talking about, building a long-term movement. We're playing the long game here, Roy. The victory here is Roy Griffin, right? Understanding this and saying, fuck Trump, fuck these people. We have to, to build a movement. That's a victory. One Roy Griffin who gets this, equivalent to an army of 10 million people. What each person who understands this that these people are full of shit and I have to exercise my muscles as a citizen, that I have to get on the ground. My handing out this flyer is far more important than giving fucking money to booby fucking Kennedy or Trump. Why is a person only, the average American only has $400 in their bank account on a rainy day. Why the fuck are you giving Trump a hundred bucks? Mm -hmm. Are you a fucking moron? What is he going to do for you? Nothing. And he doesn't need it. So that, shifting in consciousness every per and we literally have a program in truth freedom health did you understand this concept did you understand this did you understand why martin luther king was a setup of the establishment do you understand how mahatma gandhi was a setup do you understand malcolm x was a true leader we're training people at very fundamental levels and when people get this and you it's really fun to watch now roy we don't even have to hit Kennedy anymore. Before I was a lone voice in 2020. Now I have all these people. He'll say, oh yeah, I'm here flying my Falcons on my birthday. People say, you fucking doofus. Who has fucking Falcons, right? Who goes to Hawaii? Who has money to go to Hawaii? You know what he does? He sends out text messages and says, it's my birthday. Give me 500 bucks and I'll let you leave me an audio message. Okay. So what we are doing is giving dignity to working class people, dignity. What we're telling people is if you're a working class person, why the fuck are you giving this guy money? Why? Go See if he'll let you to his home in Malibu. See if Trump will let you into Mar-a-Lago for nothing. And this is the brainwashing. And we don't need to get all 300 million people, Roy. We need to get in the United States about 20,000 people really. And you don't have to have a lot. You don't have no. to have a lot. But it's, you know, one enlightened person is like a light and to 10 million people. And that's yeah, so, what we're doing. So, so we you have to measure the victory in that realm. So think mm -hmm. about 
from the Warren election and the Senate election, how many people we reached with the three major things, the fire Fauci campaign, what we did with ele exposing election systems in the back door. Now what's going to happen when we run for president? Because they're so fucking afraid of us. They're going to do this and this and this. And all of those things they do to us are going to be experiential events that we're going to educate more people. So we win, man, whether we win, quote unquote, win their election or we expose them, we win. So this is a winning. I, I love the exposing. I love that part of it. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see things change in my lifetime, which I have left here. And this two-party system and what they've done to our government with Citizens United and money. I mean, let's face it. You know and I know that 90%, 99% of the people who raise the most money win the election. We know that well, there's dark wait, money, right there. money coming in from all over the world now but, and but, but, into right, the U.S. elections. Let's correct that. First of all, we need to, you know, you've, have you seen, you've seen the swarm video, right? The 15-minute swarm video? No. Okay. I want you to do this a homework assignment. Promise me. Go to Shatter the Swarm. It'll take you 15 minutes. That video's oh, wow. gotten like 100 million views. You got to watch it. That video took me 50 years to do, meaning I did it on a whiteboard. You will understand where I'm coming from and the science of who's running this, the engineering. Okay? Go to mm -hmm. shattertheswarm.com. Everyone. Okay, and if you're talking about the, the the powers that be, the industrial complexes that have taken over it's more our than country, that. It's, I it's understand beyond that. that. No, it's beyond that. No, please go watch this. It's content that... The reason I say this is, um, let me just step back. The elites, starting in the 50s, Roy, they developed a science called system science. I used to teach it at MIT. George Soros is a scholar of it. He's no dumb fuck. Kissinger used to teach it. The science of systems are nine principles that run every engineering system in the world. They use those principles for power profit control. Now, I was on the path to becoming a professor at MIT. I've had many, many chances to be co-opted. I never could do it. But that science is the core. And without that understanding, people will always be off. And they'll always be thinking, well, you can't do anything. Yeah, thank you. Someone just put up shatterthiswarm.com. Go watch that video. It'll, it, it, you can, there's a long version for an hour. We condense it to 15 minutes. People love it. Okay? Now, why do I bring this up? When you go through that video, you will realize that their goal is power, profit, control, right? Mm -hmm. And they do not, and they have a systematic way of observing us, putting inputs into the system to make us fat, dumb, and lazy. And it's a very systematic process. And the elites are not the Rothschilds, not the Jews, not just XYZ. They're, they're, it's a whole multiracial, decentralized Swarm, like the swarm of birds that moves. Sometimes they, they go, they're going in different directions, but they ultimately move. They may even have their own differences. They may knock off one of themselves, like Kennedy, okay? That's one organized crime family or knocking off another. But the thing people need to recognize is among the swarm, they're very tightly knit. So when you say they're going and raising money, it, that's not what's happening. What's really happening is they're entertaining us. They're saying, these are the five people we've chosen to present to you. Isn't it great you have democracy? They find a brown-skinned fool who literally is a rip-off artist, scammer, Vivek the Snake, because they saw, saw this brown-skinned guy. Okay, that's for the young people and the brown people. Then they go get Trump, who's for the white people. Then they go get Booby Kennedy, who's for the people who've been 
sucking too much, whatever, and they have throat problems and typically for women. Okay. And so they have these people that are literally set up like Baskin Robbins flavor and their job is to sucker people back in and they are funded. Roy, yes. they're funded top down. That's what they're I'm funded. talking about is they're yeah. funded by this system yes. that we have in place. Now they did it before, but now it's much easier for them to do. Like they've got a death grip on it now with Citizens United, right? And they, well, you, and, you, 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 and I know probably because you're creating a movement and you're working on a grassroots development of gathering the numbers and the masses because that's what we need. But you've you with, you with haven't answered only, my question about Citizens United once. No, I like I talked, I talked to what? Jim Jim Bop, who's uh -huh. the one who was a lawyer who did Citizens United. Okay, uh -huh. so here's the bottom line. The elites are going to do whatever they want to do, Roy, to consolidate and centralize power. And they're yes. going to use fear and whatever. I don't give a fuck what they do. The issue is what do we do? And the yep. issue we need to do, and this is what we've been doing. You know, we've been watching too many grifters, too many fear thing. The issue is it's hard work. How many people are right. out there handing out a flyer? We measure that. How many people are collecting signatures? I, we don't care all the shit you want to talk about conspiracies. Do you really want to get on the ground and do the work? If you don't, get the fuck out. That's our position in our movement. And we're very clear about that. All right? So our goals were building a movement of people who actually want to do the work. Starting to do the work, Roy, begins with one thing. If You, you know, there can be no revolution without a revolutionary theory. Okay? Yep. You can't really build a movement. You can't change the world. If you don't understand the physics, the elites understand the physics. So yep, first they thing, created the physics. this is not to push a book, but this is to let people know it took me 40 years. You know, I, I used to teach this at MIT. What is a system and what is a revolution? So people need to understand what is a system. You use that word because without understanding what a system is. You're never going to be able to change it. A revolution is a phase transition. You're going from one way of being to another. And the only way that has always occurred in history is a change in consciousness of enough people. Okay. So we do you have think a, we're at that point with of course. the well, well I, I mean, obviously we're seeing more things happen like this January 6th thing that happened where people were were, you know, finally able or or willing to go do something about what they thought well, was injustice. And we've seen, you know, the movement before uh, you know, before COVID and with all the, the crap that was going on, people are starting to, I see, uh, you know, be more in upheaval mode than they have been in the past since, you know, the 60s or whatever. Um, do you think if the time is ripe for it? Is is that well, what's going on now? Well, there's two slogans people say, you know, history creates heroes. Does history create heroes? Does heroes create history? And so people, you know, I've, I've studied this from a very theoretical level. How does change occur, right? You need to have two events take place, right? The material conditions have to be right. History is moving in a direction and you have to have the light, right leadership. They both have to mm -hmm. meet. If this is lagging or this is lagging, nothing's going to happen. Things exactly. don't just happen. So, you know, you have to make revolutionary change. Just like you have to build, you know, the iPhone didn't just happen. This didn't just happen. As an engineer, I know this. You know the amount of millions of man hours that went into making this? the material science, the transistor technology, the miniaturization stuff. So if we're going to change the world, you need to have understand the physics, the system dynamics. Mm -hmm. So I, I educate people on that. I could have easily stayed at MIT and educated the elites how to use that to oppress us. 
So those people want to learn that, we invite you. If you don't want to learn it, I don't want to talk to you because you're not serious. It's like saying, oh, I want to be an electrician. Okay, you're going to go to the 8,000 hours of apprenticeship? No. Okay. You're, you're going to blow up buildings. So, so maybe the system dynamics thing is what I'm asking what your solution is. This may be the well, start of what I think your solution is, the education yeah. of the masses. Yes. So let me, so you see this words, it may initially seem like this is just a slogan, right? Mm -hmm. Now, let me explain to you, Truth, Freedom, Health are not just a slogan. They come from fundamental engineering science, which was discovered really in the 50s. And that was, there's three processes that run the world, Roy, three systems, three phenomenon that run everything in the universe, your heart, your physical body, the universe. And those are three forces, movement mm -hmm. of information matter. And, and, and okay, yes. very powerful. The Indians called this Vata. The yeah. movement the Indians here call it the Konstantske. Yeah. Okay. So movement of information, matter, and energy. The okay. Indians called it. So in engineering system science, when you take an advanced thermodynamics course, they'll call it transport, movement. Well, that's what freedom is, man. Freedom, that principle is movement. Hmm. information, matter, and energy. So without movement, you're not going to have anything. All right? The second, so real, okay, go ahead. What I'm saying is our movement, I studied for 40, 50 years, man. How do you build a movement? There has to be a science. Mm -hmm. People try to do demonstrations and protests, and they try. But where is the, the physics? It's like, remember in the old days, uh, if you see those old wacky 1920 movies, People are flying with flapping wings and trying to take off and fly, and they're crashing. Mm -hmm. Until Bernoulli's principle was really discovered, which was a principle of when you have a certain amount of flow, you get lift. People couldn't build airplanes. People tried all sorts of shit, you know, thousands of years, trial and error. But when you when we understood Bernoulli's principle, which is a scientific engineering principle, overnight we build airplanes. System science is the equivalent of Bernoulli's principle for building movements against the establishment. So the establishment doesn't want us to learn it. Mm -hmm. So what I've done, like Prometheus bringing fire, I've made this not only accessible. That's why I want you to watch that 15-minute video. You'll say, holy yeah. shit, I fucking get it. But if we don't understand this, there will be no changes and we'll always be asking, don't take this the wrong way. It's not a personal thing. We'll always be asking these questions. Wow, can you win an election? You know, they're so powerful. Da, 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 da. I don't give mm -hmm. a fuck what they're doing. I understand systems principles. We need freedom. We need truth. Truth is a second part of systems theory. The conversion of things, the conversion of information, matter, and energy. Your body's mm -hmm. doing it right now, Roy. You're breathing. You take CO2 and you convert it, uh, convert it to, I'm sorry, yes. O2 to CO2. Mm -hmm. Truth is a conversion process, okay? We are literally taking many bunch of ideas. You can throw out all sorts of ideas about why, you know, this pen falls, right? And one of them comes out to be F equals G times M1 times M2 over R squared, right? That's Newton's law of gravity, gravitation. And that was a process of trial and error, trial and error. You get a law. Truth is a conversion process. But truth cannot exist if we don't have freedom to actually throw out all sorts of wacky ideas. And then the, the aspects of truth and freedom cannot exist, transport and conversion, without a vessel to contain it. 
In engineering systems theory, we call that structure and storage. If you're making oatmeal in the morning, you need the pot, right? You got to stir the oatmeal. The fire is a conversion. It's quite simple. But this is what I discovered in my Fulbright in 2007. I was able to find a universal set of systems principles that inter intersected engineering systems principles with you know, the foundations of traditional yogic systems of medicine, Native American medicine, all these things. They used all these words, man, but I was able to put it together. And so these set of principles you can use for your body, you can use for politics, you can use for anything. So Truth, Freedom and Health is a fundamental movement that is educating people that if you want to win, you have to fight for all these three things at the same time. You better have a strong body, right? You can't be all like a fat slob and walking around with your gun and saying, oh, I believe in the First Amendment. Yeah. Well, or nor can you just be a yoga Nazi, right? Becoming a narcissist and don't give a damn about the Second Amendment or the First Amendment. Eating tofu right? and smelling your own farts. Exactly. Nor can you just be a nerd who understands how to do innovation and uh, truth. You see? So you need all these three because the universe demands it. The universe demands transport, conversion, storage. So... I'm, I'm saying this has been a long journey. This is not something, oh, I'm going to run for okay. president today and blah, blah, blah. No, I've been a student of this. Good. Okay. Good. I, well, I like that. You're, you're, you're feeding me now. So so let's, I know we're running out of time. I don't know how much time you got left. I've got plenty, but if you've, you've got to go, let me know. Um, yeah, I, I have wanna... about another uh, 10 minutes. Okay. Well, then let's let's plan on having another conversation because I really want to yeah. get into cryptocurrency with you. I really want to talk about crypto. I want to talk about yeah, freedom, we should talk about freedom it. of transactions, uh, freedom, to, uh, freedom to actually uh, transact the way we want to and to fix the money that they fucked up. So, so Roy, um, one thing I can give you as a preview to that, if you apply these principles, transport, conversion, storage, right? Mm -hmm. um, today, a lot of people buy crypto are using it as a means of storage, right? Store of value. They're using the storage concept, Sorry, right? Yes. The transaction piece is fully not resolved as of now, okay? Because Bitcoin, frankly, can only do three to 10 transactions per second, okay? Yep. yep. And, and maybe Ethereum can do 100. The larger mm -hmm. issue of doing 10,000 transactions, which is a conversion piece, has not been figured out, which yes, allows the free flow of movement. Right yes, now, it it's being used- It's been figured out. It has, right. Some, but it hasn't been deployed. Okay. It is deployed. It's just not being looked at yet. Because why? Because it's being gatekept, just like folks like yourself who are running for president. We've got cryptocurrencies today that are true DeFi that solve all those problems that you're talking about that actually can be transactional, transactional cryptocurrencies that can change the world and fix money. We've got them. That's the thing that you and I should be talking about next. Yeah. Time. So we can do that. But I think today we will. Let, let's consider today what I, I think the big takeaway between this conversation where people should recognize that our run for president is not like a third party candidate running. That's not what this is. This is about fundamentally finding those people who actually want to change the world. So the, the people who come to our campaign are highly self-reflective people, Roy. You should come to our open house. We do every Thursday. Oh, come. You I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to come. And I'm going to actually start exposing some of this stuff to my community because I, I like what you've said. Let me just give you one example, okay? Mm -hmm. There was a surgeon, very smart guy. I'll give you the range of people. Hardworking immigrant surgeon who was going to give a ton of money to Joe because he saw 
Kennedy on Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan, mm -hmm. I've been hitting as a bullshitter, okay? Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, the video popped up that I did exposing Joe Rogan and Kennedy. And he says for two days, he had cognitive dissonance because he knew everything I was saying was absolutely correct. But that part of his brain, which had been convinced to outsource his future to Joe Rogan or outsource his future to Kennedy, took two days. After that, he came to our open house. He said, you know, Dr. Shiva, everything you said was absolutely right. It took me two days and I'm here to support you. Then we have people like this guy, an electrician who works hardcore, right? 7 a.m. to whatever, 7 p.m. to support his family and his mother. Mm -hmm. Then he went through his journey where he was a Trump supporter and then saw our video where I, where I said, was Trump the swamp? We went through every little thing and he goes, shit, I went through cognitive dissonance after seeing that. But he says, you know, even though I didn't like what you said, I had to reflect on it. So the people who come yep. to us, Roy, are not these fanatics into looking for some ideology. They're, they step back and they have to self-reflect. Now, one of those people, Roy, can change the world. Now, if you yep. get 10,000 of them, it's fucking over for them. Mm -hmm. Do you see what we're doing? So the people that are willing to hand out a flyer, are you willing to download this and hand it out? We give it away for free. Okay? That means you're willing to take action. Anyone who puts one of these bumper stickers on their car is saying, okay, I'm busy. I'm a busy mother. But when I put that on, you know, putting a bumper sticker on your car, when I first did it, it is sort of, you're like a little bit nervous. Oh, my neighbors are going to see it. Ooh, what do I say? But overcoming that, you know, that diffidence is an exercise of your citizenship. So what we're doing is just like you go to the gym and you exercise your muscle. We're giving people activities to do to exercise their citizenship. And every one of those things gives us an indicator of people's consciousness raising. No one has done this. Gurus are like, get enlightened to go to another world and shit. What about in this world right here? Who mm -hmm. is giving people a path to becoming a true citizen? That's what we're doing. Right on. Dr. Shiva, I don't, I, I, I want you to stay in the, the green room for just a second. I want, uh, but promise me you're going to come back on and we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, more we'll well, talk I want you there. to go, everyone on your channel, Go listen to Shatter the Swarm. Again, we're here to educate. We're going to link that in the description of the, the video yes. and, and get everybody to watch it. And then we'll probably have some questions for you next yeah. time. We'll all watch it. We'll all do some more research. The, the and last then, thing um, I have to emphasize, Roy, yep. is we need to get on the ballot in every state. We need armies of people. We're not... Notice I haven't asked for money one time. One time in this fucking broadcast, I haven't said, give me money. I'm Bobby Kennedy. I need fucking money. Not once. What I want is I want you to go to Shiva for president and volunteer. I want you to have the experience of becoming a true human being. And if you want to do that, great. If you want to give me money, great. But you know what happens? The problem when you give me money, I'll send you a book. I'll send you this. I can't take your money for nothing. It's my ethos. All right. So we don't need a lot of money, man. You need enlightened people. That's what yeah, this is about. I agree. So people should go to Shiva for president and volunteer, volunteer. If you want to donate, great. Great. We'll give you a bunch of more, more stuff when you donate, but we want volunteers. That's what we want. Right on. All right, Dr. Shiva, I'm going to, I'm going to pull you down, uh, throw the, th throw the stream out. I appreciate you coming. Um, we'll, we'll set up another time to, to meet after I, I get myself educated, um, uh, to what it is that you guys are doing. And then we'll have yeah. more questions. I'm sure the community would love to get involved and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you on the next one. Just sit in the green room for a second. I'll be right there.
All right, I'm just gonna, I just recorded this on my own. All right, everyone, thank you very much. That was a great meeting with Roy. Be well, Roy. Thank you. All right, we'll see you. And we'll be uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be um, setting up a, a, another stream. And also all of your links will be in the description below, everybody. Okay, thank you. All right. All right, everybody, have a good one. We'll see you on the next one. Friday night hangout. We need to build a bottoms up movement. Go to shivaforpresident.com and volunteer.